If you had a standard American childhood, then you almost certainly encountered the same timeless animated characters as many children do today. The Disney franchises Mickey and Minnie, Pinocchio, Peter Pan, and so on. If your family had some means, you probably even took a trip to one of Disney's parks in California or Florida. But chances are you didn't notice the ways in which these pieces of your childhood were intended to inoculate you against communist influence and maybe even reinforce your faith in God. I'm Matt Horning, and in this episode, we'll explore the political life of the renowned Walt Disney, his transformation into an ardent conservative, and his subtle but vital endorsement of the emerging Christian right. To explain, we start way back in 1901, when Walt Disney became Walt. You see, Disney was actually named after the Reverend Walter Parr of St. Paul Congregational Church in his Missouri hometown, a close friend of his family who his father often filled in for at the pulpit. This childhood foundation in religiosity stretched into Disney's historic career. In a 1949 submission to the faith-driven Guideposts magazine, he wrote that he, quote, believes firmly in the efficacy of religion in its powerful influence on a person's whole life, end quote. And in a 1963 collection of essays entitled Faith is a Star, he wrote that, quote, whatever success I have had in bringing clean, informative entertainment to people of all ages, I attribute in great part to my congregational upbringing and my lifelong habit of prayer, end quote. Walt Disney's conservative beliefs, on the other hand, took a lot longer to take hold. In fact, his earliest political leanings were to the left, and many of his original cartoon characters, like Mickey and the Seven Dwarves, elevated what Kevin Cruz calls in his book One Nation Under God, The Little Man. But Disney's New Deal-type beliefs didn't last long. World War II reaches American shores in 1941, and the Army borrows Disney's Hollywood studio by force for seven months. Not long after that, the U.S. government stiffs Disney for propaganda clips he produces for the war effort. In part a result of these experiences, Disney develops some animosity for the federal government and begins to swing right. Fast forward to 1947, and Walt Disney is entrenched in far-right conservatism, eagerly naming names for Joe McCarthy's House Committee on Un-American Activities and readily attacking his company's strikers, led by Herb Sorrell, as raging communists. And when he pulled the strike, the first people to put me, to smear me and put me on the unfair list were all of the commie front organizations. One that's clear in my mind is the League of Women Voters. Not long after his foray with McCarthyism, Disney's religion begins to intertwine with his newfound conservative senses. He signed on to popular conservative preacher James Fifield's Freedom Under God festivities in 1951 and helped put together Hollywood's Answer to Communism, a widely attended event in 1961 organized by the Christian Anti-Communism Crusade. And although Disney's Hallmark theme parks didn't overtly feature any religious imagery, Walt's Christian beliefs played a pivotal role in the construction of the park's 18th century colonial-themed Liberty Street in 1958 and the addition of the animatronic One Nation Under God attraction, now popularly known as the Hall of Presidents. I have known Walt fitting. Disney for many years. 
and have long been aware of the spiritual motivation in the heart of this man who has dreamed Disneyland into being. Basically, Disney's parks were not only a monument to American patriotism, but, as Disney biographer Neil Gabler put it, a modern variant on the city on a hill of Puritan dreams. It's no secret today that the Disney company and its namesake family have changed direction. New this morning, Disney says it could be the next company to boycott Georgia over its new abortion ban. Well, I think if it becomes law, uh, it'll be very difficult to produce it. I rather doubt we will. Healthcare fell apart. The public education system fell apart. Public spending just disappeared almost completely. So that has left workers in, in a terrible position. Both Tesla CEO Elon Musk and Disney's Bob Iger say they will leave the president's business advisory council because of the president's move. But no matter the shift in Disney's tone today, the legacy and message of its conservative co-founder Walt will long permeate the childhoods of generations to come, whether on Liberty Street in Orlando or in your Sunday morning cartoons on television. You've been listening to an episode of Transforming America, a podcast about the religious right, its origins, people, ideas, and the way it's changed the political and social lives of all of us. Transforming America is produced by Lehigh University students working together to understand the Christian right and share it with you in short episodes like this. Please join us on this journey. Subscribe to Transforming America so you don't miss the dozens of other episodes in this series.